You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Episode number 34, The Game Changers. Welcome. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. It is The Game Changers. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and we are with Jason Jennings. As always, great to be with you. Uh, Dale, great to get together with you. All right, our topic today, what business are you really in? Look for some new combinations. And this one sparked my curiosity, so take us to the story of of what led us to this topic today. What business are you really in? Yeah. Uh, while doing the research uh, for my book on speed, it's not the big that eat the uh, fast. I'm sorry, it's not the big that eat the small. It's the fast that eat the slow. Uh, we uncovered uh, a, a story in suburban Chicago that really had a profound impact on me. Uh, it was a chain of Taekwondo studios, and in very short order, they had become extraordinarily successful, extraordinarily successful. And, and they had done it very quickly, which is one of the reasons we wanted to talk to the owner of, of, of this company because uh, they were very, very fast. And so the first time I, I sat down with him, I said, uh, to what do you attribute your, your incredible speedy success? And he said, oh, it's very simple. He said, we know what we're selling. Well, I said, that's very obvious. You're selling Taekwondo lessons. And he said, that's not what we sell. He said, that's what we do, but that's not what we're selling. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, a a lot of people think that what we sell is self-defense training for kids to survive on on, on tough city streets. And he said, other people think that maybe we sell an after-school babysitting service and it's someplace to dump the kids after school. And uh, I suppose other people think, because it's long been associated with Taekwondo, is that it's a way to build self-esteem. He said, but I have to let you in on a secret. He said, that's not what we're selling. We don't sell self-defense training. We're not an after-school babysitting service. And it's, we're not really selling a way to build self-esteem. I said, well, if, if you're not selling those things, which are the very obvious things, uh, I said, what are you selling? He said, here's the promise. Uh, that I can make to you. He said, within several weeks of enrolling your son or daughter in our school, he said, uh, mother and father is going to ask the kid to take the garbage out, and the kid is going to say, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. And uh, not too long after that, when the parent says it's time to do your homework, they're going to hear, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. He said, uh, what we're really selling here." is we're really selling discipline and we're really selling respect and it manifests itself in every area of each of our students' lives. He said that's what we're really selling. Now, to the average person looking at this chain of Taekwondo studios, you would have never guessed that in a million years. You would have thought that they were selling self-defense training, after-school babysitting, or a way to build self-esteem. They were really teaching discipline and respect. Now, to me, that's a big, big game changer. And so the advice that we offered in the book was this. Define your business in very simple, generic terms. Just write it down. But then begin looking at it and examining it, not from your eyes, because you're you're going to be myopic, I can promise you. 
you need to examine your business from the eyes of the customer. And you've got to ask customers constantly. It must be a constant refrain. What are you buying from us? What are you getting out of this? And then what that allows you to do, I mean, it's again, it's very simple, but the simple is very hard to do. It allows you to connect products or services with the customer's self-interest. There's another story down in the Caribbean uh, of a huge resort that had opened up many years ago. A beautiful resort, beautiful pools, beautiful ocean access. And I mean, they were failing. They, they, they were not doing well. They were showing everybody pictures of the beautiful, pristine blue oceans and the beautiful swimming pools and the beautiful rooms. But it turns out that those people who were coming there were not buying beautiful hotel rooms. They were not buying the beautiful sea. They were, they were not buying the pool. They were buying a romantic getaway. They immediately changed all of their advertising. They, be, they became a four couples resort only and they began selling romance. You'll never see a picture of the interior of one of the hotel rooms. You'll never see a picture on any of their commercials of the fine dining experiences. You'll never see any of that because they know they're not selling a resort experience. They are selling romance. And so define your business in simple generic terms, but then in all of your going out, in all of your coming in, in all of your conversations with people, you have to see your business from the eyes of the customer. And the idea, I want to go back to, you use the word myopic when you were talking about the Taekwondo studio. And it would be really easy for the myopic business owner to say, in that specific case, well, my customer is going to be the student who's on the floor with me as we do that right. 60 minutes of instruction uh, you know, at 7 o'clock at night. Right. In in this case though you're talking about providing an experience whether it's the resort or it's the taekwondo instructor they're providing an experience for their customer in this case the customer was really the parents they get to experience uh, a level of respect and discipline in their kids Exactly and think about how many well-intended uh, taekwondo instructors have taken their life savings opened up the small studio been in business for a year, a few years, floundered, and finally went out of business. I mean, I've seen more martial arts studios come and go where I live over the past 20 years than you can shake a stick at. But I mean, this group really got it. They knew that the customer was the parent. They knew what they were selling was discipline and respect. Mm. Everything else was a byproduct. I mean, did the kids learn self-defense? Yes. Uh, did the kids get out of the parents' hair for a couple of hours? Yes. Did their self-esteem get built? Yes. But they were byproducts. That's not really what they were selling. So when you talk about defining your business in simple, generic terms, let's step through that and, and use the, the Taekwondo studio and, and the resort as examples. What would that look like on paper as the business well, owner let me there? So let me give you an example. Um, Back 100 years ago, most people don't know that one of the most heralded management consultants 100 years ago was a woman. It wasn't some guy. And her name was Mary Parker Follett. And let me tell you what she created and what she's known for. She's known for the law of the situation. And so very early, uh, last century, like 100 years ago, she wanted to open up the mines at a window shade manufacturer to new possibilities. So she sat them down and 
put a piece of paper in front of them and said, now write down what business you're in. And they all wrote down, we manufacture window shades. We manufacture window shades. And she led them to a new place that they were not really in the business of manufacturing blinds and shutters at all. That's not the business they were in. Uh, Do you know the business they were in, Dale? I'm thinking things like we're in the business of privacy and home beauty and making your... Well, uh, those are all good. Those are all good. But she got them to a new place uh, that they weren't in the business of manufacturing blinds and shutters, but they were in the lighting control business. I mean, why do we use shutters and why do we use shades? It's to control light in our house. And by moving them out of the manufacturing of window shades and shutters into the lighting control business, the business went on to boom. Hmm. And then there's the story of Ted Taylor, uh, who I have written about in a couple of my books. So I, so, so I want you to take um, – uh, a walk in a grocery store uh, with me. And uh, we're in the produce section to, together, Dale. Okay? Are you with me? I am right there. Okay. All right. We're pushing our basket, and uh, all of a sudden, we see uh, lettuce. And this uh, head of iceberg lettuce is uh, is $1.40. And uh, we pick it up, and we take a look at it, and we think about buying it. And uh, nah, not necessarily. Uh, iceberg lettuce is primarily water anyway, so we put it back down and and, and we push uh, our cart just uh, ten or fifteen feet further, and we see the exact same head of iceberg lettuce for six dollars. And you're going now. What in the hell is that all about? I mean, we've got a head of iceberg lettuce for a buck forty, and fifteen feet away, we've got a head of iceberg lettuce for six dollars. Now, how could you justify selling a head of lettuce that was $1.40 for $6? And people always say, well, it was growing hydroponically. Uh, No, no, it wasn't. It was organic. No, not at all. Ted Turner figured it out. Uh, Do you know how you can uh, sell the exact same head of lettuce for $6 instead of $1.40? I, you got my on the edge of the, my seat. So Ted Taylor, what did he do? What Ted Taylor did is he took the lettuce, he uh, washed it, he chopped it, he put it in a bag, and he sold salad. So it was even less than a head of lettuce. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's that's exactly right. And he sold salad. He sold convenience. He sold ease, and he sold a dollar and a half head of lettuce, I mean, for $6, and continues to do so today. Because people aren't buying lettuce. They're buying a salad. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly. Now, now how simple can that be? But again, as I say all the time, it's simple. It takes a game-changing approach to get there. That's exactly right. The simple is sometimes very complicated. Hmm. So begin by defining your business in simple, generic, and relevant terms. And then see your product or service from the eyes of the, of the consumer, of the customer, and then connect products and services with the function they serve in the customer's pursuit of self-interest. Those so what are, are some ways, what are some ways that a business owner can get away from not being able to see the forest for the trees and get 
inside their customer's head in that, in that kind of a situation? Well, I, I, I write about this widely, and I know we're short of time, so I'll, I'll be very brief, but I, but I write about this uh, widely in, in almost all of my books, uh, and that is this. And it's a catchphrase uh, that I created and have used over the years, and the problem is this. Most people are so busy working for their business, most people are so busy working in their business that they never get the time to work on their business. They never get the time. And probably the most used word in these podcasts, and you probably hear me use it almost every week, uh, is the word intentional. You know, stuff doesn't happen, and big stuff doesn't happen accidentally very often. And, and what it does, uh, we read about it. I mean, occasionally somebody does win a lottery ticket. I mean, but hundreds of millions of lottery players never win anything. And so what you really have to do, uh, whether it's once a month, whether it's once a quarter, and I know there's not time for anything. I, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same position, but I force myself to do this four times a year, is you have to take at least a couple of days, leave the business, leave the business, and just sit and maybe sit alone or sit with a group of other people or sit with a group of customers and a big pad of yellow paper and you have to work on your business. Stop working in your business. Stop working for your business every single day from morning till night. You'll kill yourself. I mean, several times a year, you got to take a couple of days and, and a day is not enough because it, it takes you a, a, a day just to decompress. You've got to take a couple of days and work on your business. And one of the questions you should be asking, I mean, is what business are we really in? Define your business in simple generic terms. Examine your business from the eyes of the consumer or customer. And then connect your products or services or what you sell or what you do with the customer's self-interest. The customer's self-interest. That's how you turn lettuce into salad. That's how you turn the manufacturing of shutters and shades into the lighting control business. And that's how you take the sale of Taekwondo training into actually teaching respect and discipline. And that is a game-changing approach that we get to spend the next week thinking about and applying to our business. Thank you so much, Jason Jennings. Hey, uh, these podcasts are having tremendous success, and it's only because of the listeners who go out and just tell one other person. If each listener tells one person, we're up to over 300,000 downloads a month with this podcast, which is really exciting, wouldn't you say? I would. I would. I I, uh I love to look at the numbers, uh, but you know what? The numbers are a byproduct. Uh, what I really love the most is I really love you. I, I, I look forward to getting together with you because you drain me. I, I mean, I, I, I take an idea or a concept. You ask these incredible questions, and uh, I, I just so look forward to doing them. But, of course, if, if, any, if something is worth doing, well, then it's worth being listened to as well. And, and, and you're right. If, if you who are listening – got just one thing out of these 12 to 14 minutes, uh, think of somebody else who might get something out of it, who could benefit, and just send it to them. Send it to them in an email. Let them know. Uh, let's build the community. 
Absolutely. So big help if you would go ahead and, and uh, send a link to the uh, to the podcast at jason-jennings.com to your friends. You can also find us on iTunes if you would subscribe through iTunes. So these are automatically delivered to you on your device wherever you are every Monday. Uh, they, they are uh, loaded up on Sunday nights and you can find them Monday morning for the drive to work. It would be fantastic. And also while you're there in iTunes, leave a rating and a review so that other people can see that these truly are making a difference in the lives of leaders in the business community. And with that, if you have a question, be sure and drop a line. It's questions at jason-jennings.com. And Jason, we'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you next week, Dale. As always, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.